Oh, nope, nothing to be worried about anymore. Everything is great. Let's just start this week with the sponsor. This week's episode is brought to you by 1969. In 1969, we said things on the radio. We said things like, Don't believe the government worker who tells you that pollution is destroying this great nation of ours? Why, it simply isn't true. Pollution is the very bedrock of our great and capulent industries. Why, the word pollution itself is nothing more than a mashup of puppies and lotion. It's just what your pappy's pappy would have called puppy lotion. Puppy lotion. It soothes those pesky itches and pees on your carpet when neighbors come over. Why, hello there, Sally. What's that you have there? Ooh, a new and sensual atomizer of puppy lotion, you say? You say you found it in one of those sleek and modern industrial waste tubes? No wonder you're looking absolutely effluent these days. That's right, folks, pollution. It's nothing more than a mashup of puppies and lotion. And a mashup is nothing more than mashed potatoes and 7-Up. My pappy never called mashed potatoes and 7-Up mashups. He used to call mashups tuber 7s. But then again, my pappy was a door-to-door tuberculosis salesman and never sold a single kilosis of tuber in his life, I was told. And that's why Mama locked him in the drinking well and threw away the bucket. Lucky for Pappy, the drinking well was full of good, clean industrial pollution. Industrial pollution invigorates the mind, injunculates the soul, and proselytizes the free radicals of the bloodstream back to the strong Christian home that is the heart of a good Episcopalian man. That was a strange thing to say when describing industrial pollution. Ah yes, pollution. Now, these government men are trying to steal your right to live, breathe, and drink pollution. Are you going to let old Joe Paper Pusher here tell you how much mercury is acceptable to rub in your eye? No, sir. (sighs) Okay, that went on too long. By now, it should be clear that the president is trying to get rid of the Environmental Protection Agency. And that is not hyperbole. He's trying to get rid of the EPA as if the EPA had six fingers and killed his father. But if it does manage to stick around, I think Trump's just going to change the P in EPA from protection to puffucking. (laughs) That's not the pee joke you were expecting. I do actually have a Trump pee joke. Uh, Trump's 2020 campaign slogan is going to be, You don't change your whores midstream. So the EPA was created in 1970. And before then, and Trump will even admit this, pollution was much worse in the U.S. Chemical companies were producing highly toxic pesticides like DDT, which were being sprayed on food crops, being sprayed pretty much everywhere, and leaching into waterways. Lead was being added to gasoline and would make its way into the air we breathe. CFCs were being used in air conditioners, refrigerators, and spray cans, and they were destroying the ozone layer. Industrial waste and sewage was freely dumped into rivers and streams, leaving them toxic and... and flammable. That is also not hyperbole. Rivers were flammable. And there are few people in the world who, upon reading the sign, warning, no smoking near river would say, ooh, nothing out of the ordinary with this body of water. Time for a leisurely swim in the flammable toxic ooze. Sure, that's how ninja turtles are born, but most people aren't willing to chance it. So what I'm really talking about here is in 1969, one of the precipitating events of the formation of the EPA was the Cuyahoga River in Ohio catching fire. Now, the 1969 fire wasn't the first time this major waterway caught fire. This was the 13th time Cuyahoga River caught fire. It's like a baker's dozen, but instead of bread, it's water that's on fire. 
You might say, oh sure, 13 times seems like a lot, but remember, that's 13 times in over 100 years. Okay, fine, one fire per decade may not seem overwhelming, but that doesn't matter because it's a river that caught fire. It's like a Nickelback concert. One is too many. So in 1969, the Cuyahoga River caught fire, and people saw photos of the river on fire. And the American public finally thought, yeah, maybe these factories pumping industrial waste and sewage into the water supply don't actually have all of our best interests at heart. So in 1970, Richard Nixon started the EPA. And directly because of the EPA, pretty much all types of surface, air, and water pollution, in essentially any way you want to measure them, have improved. There is less smog in the air. Toxic chemicals from car emissions and from burning coal are significantly declining. There is less lead and DDT and pesticides and sewage in the drinking water. More and more household waste is being diverted from landfills to recycling and compost facilities. All of these improvements are directly related to actions taken by the EPA. Things are getting better. The environment is better. But that in no way should be misconstrued as a call for complacency. We have in no way solved the problem of pollution. It would be like saying that the U.S. can do away with its voting rights laws because there's less racism now than there was in the 60s. Ugh, heavens to Burger Boy, they did that too, didn't they? Ugh. It's like that old saying, it's fine to get rid of your bear insurance after you get attacked by the same bear on 13 different occasions. Because bears don't attack 14 times. Because bears no longer exist. Because we destroyed all outdoors. So, the guy who's very likely going to be the head of the EPA very soon is one Scott Pruitt, Attorney General of Oklahoma, a man who is currently suing the EPA and has sued the EPA numerous times before. But okay, maybe, just maybe, he does in fact have a good reason for wanting to curb EPA regulations. So why does Scott Pruitt sue the EPA? Well, in one of the cases, he wanted to get rid of regulation that limits the amount of mercury you can put in the air. He claimed that he was doing this to help small businesses in Oklahoma. How many small businesses in Oklahoma are in the injecting mercury into the air business? Most small businesses are restaurants or accountants or home renovators or jewelry eaters or law firms. Was there a lot of, I'm sorry there, Ted, I tried to file your tax return, but that gosh darn EPA just wouldn't let me dump the necessary mercury in the river. I better close up shop. I'm pretty sure the reason why Glenda's Grits and Grill on Highway 9 closed down wasn't because the pesky EPA kept shutting her down for throwing too much mercury in the chicken gravy. So how does mercury get into the air anyway? Oh, that's right. The most significant human source of mercury in the atmosphere is from power plants burning coal. It always comes down to fossil fuels. This man is suing the EPA so that his state can burn coal which in every way is not protecting, but p-fucking the environment. So, that was Trump's pick for the EPA. Also, Trump has said this. The rest, we want our companies to go out and compete with the world. They can't compete because of all of these restrictions. But we want clean water, clean air, and we want safety. That's, to me, what I like. And that's to me. And I've won many environmental awards, by the way. I'm... I've actually been called an environmentalist, if you can believe that. No, I cannot believe it. 
You may have heard someone call you an environmentalist, but I think what they actually said was you're on Vira's mental list. Vira's mental list is a list maintained by a lovely lady named Vira that inventories all mental deficiencies in the land. Trump is on Vira's mental list. Thus ends the joke. And thus ends the podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope that America will get to enjoy nature for at least a few more days. Yikes. <laughs> Yikers in the Rikers. Good night, Brad Diddley. <laughs> <laughs>